Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. The dietary supplement market is witnessing unprecedented growth and industry experts forecast the market will nearly double in the next seven years. Today, we're going to examine the current state of the supplement industry to give listeners an idea of expectations, trends, and growth as we continue to face changes and opportunities. Joining me now is Rachel Jones, Chief Nutrition Officer at GNC. Hi, Rachel, and welcome to the NutriCast. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. So before we get into the state of the industry, tell me a little bit about your background and your role at GNC. Sure. I am our chief nutrition officer at GNC. I am a registered dietitian and nutritionist by training, but I've been with the company for 18 years. I grew up in R&D. I played some roles in our international and brand management teams, uh, but I currently oversee all activities related to product design and development for our owned brands. Wow. 18 years. Yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what was the supplement industry like when you started 18 years ago? Oh my goodness. So compared to today where there's so many choices, you know, GNC 18 years ago was one of the only kids in town, right? Yeah. And we were just trying to figure out uh, beyond the basic multivitamin, what might surprise and delight consumers? So that was back in the era of when creatine was born and when things like fish oil were confusing to consumers. So we had a lot less choices. We had a lot of education to do amongst consumers. And I look at where we've come. It's pretty phenomenal on the efficacy and the options available to consumers today and the consumer knowledge around the space. I was going to say, I mean, education is still a key part of it, but is it helpful that consumers can hop online and educate themselves or could that be kind of problematic depending on where they get their information? That is a double-edged sword. I think yeah. that consumers are much more knowledgeable and also very interested in taking control of their health. And there's so much great information available at their fingertips, but there's also with an influx of digital information available, a lot of misinformation too. But I do believe that consumers are more educated about where are reputable places to go for solid nutrition and supplement information than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And so break down the current state of the supplement industry for me and kind of some of the things that you're noticing. The current state of the supplement industry, I mean, I think the consumer mindset has shifted and we see more and more that consumers want convenience and efficacy. They want products that are easy to get, fun and easy to take, and also products where they're going to immediately feel and see results. I also think that we've seen because of the pandemic and an awareness of consumers to really take control over their health, an influx of, of needs around products like multivitamins, immune health products, sleep and mental health products. I always call 2021 kind of the comeback year of the multivitamin where consumers with everything that happened with the pandemic and taking a proactive role in their health got back to basics, back to the fundamentals of, okay, I need a healthy foundation. I need a base. And we saw tremendous growth of the multivitamin this past year. Although also what's going on with the supplement industry, we see a lot of supply chain challenges, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we're not alone in this for our industry, but we're having a tough time keeping in stock. Some of consumers' favorite products, some of the favorite ingredients like creatine are hard to get, right? 
So it, it impacts the choices available to consumers right now. So you'll see that there's a lot of fan favorites, a lot of consumer favorites that are out of stock, but then some up and coming brands hitting the market. And it's interesting because we're also seeing maybe a shift in brand loyalty because consumers have so many other choices or their favorites are out of stock. I do think though that the supply chain challenges will pass and we'll see an, an influx of consumer favorites and some innovation coming in Q3, Q4 of this year. Okay. What would you say has been some of the biggest learning lessons in the past year? Oh, wow. That is a big question. The biggest learning lessons of this past year. So I do think a lot of good will come out of the challenges we face due to the pandemic. So from a supply chain challenge perspective, I think it's caused ingredient suppliers, manufacturers, and brands like GNC to just really get creative about alternative solutions. For example, if you can't get one form of creatine, but we know it's a fan favorite and it's such an important part of some sports nutrition products, we've been able to shift to some alternative forms or alternative ingredients to really deliver on the same benefit. And I think that will ultimately make some of our products stronger in the future with some new and unique ingredients and new and unique solutions. Some of the other learnings is because consumers are really taking a bigger role in their health and wellness and are willing to pay a little extra for convenience. We're learning, even though it might be more expensive to offer different formats like gummies, stick packs, on-the-go sachets, the consumers are are willing to pay a little bit more for these convenience offerings. So I think it'll shift the landscape of product as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned some strengths and weaknesses, and I'm thinking about, you know, weaknesses in terms of supply chain, but what else is out there? You know, what comes to mind to me lately is this ransomware. Do you think that that's something that a lot of companies have to worry about sort of protecting their data? I do. I think that's a good example of something that a lot of companies are worried about protecting their data, but it's forcing us to take a closer look at ways for companies to protect their data and a lot of good will come out of it. I mean, at large companies like us at GNC, we have a very strong team on top of that and repeated training and mechanisms put in place where we're not as concerned, but I definitely think it's something that came out of these last couple of years for people to be aware of for sure. Definitely. And you also mentioned some consumer preferences and how they've shifted. And I'm wondering what sort of ingredients and trends are you seeing that have really kind of shined the past year or so? So as I mentioned before, this past year, I would say is the comeback of the multivitamin. So I think more and more consumers are getting back to that childhood knowledge of like, oh, you better take your vitamins every day, right? But we've been able to see that they're interested in, you know, fun delivery formats like gummies. Our multivitamin gummies, for example, at GNC have really shifted into high gear And that is something that we'll continue to work on more. We also are seeing trends like ashwagandha, for example. Ashwagandha is something that's been around for quite some time, very popular, but with this increased focus on, you know, need to support our mental health, our stress, ashwagandha has just seen tremendous growth and also has been available in products like gummies. And, you know, consumers are just no pun intended gobbling that up, right? Because here is an ingredient that they now understand could help with their stress and their mental health. And it's available in fun delivery formats like gummies. And we've seen a lot of traction there. 
We also have seen a trend where I think that consumers, again, this ties back to convenience, are looking for kind of all-in-one benefits. So we've seen increased demand at GNC for products like our VitaPack programs, where we've done the thinking for you. You have in a VitaPack, a multivitamin, a fish oil, and then some goal-specific products. So whether you're looking for energy, for example, we have a GNC Megaman Energy Metabolism VitaPack. The demand for solutions like those at GNC have just skyrocketed. We've, we've actually been having trouble keeping some of them in stock. And I think there's something to that convenient, all-in-one type of product. And then that is also transcending into other products like meal replacements and proteins where consumers kind of like, hey, I, I want this protein or this meal replacement, but if it also can help boost my immune system, or if it also has some ingredients in it that can help me with my mental health or, or stress, you're seeing sort of like basic products, whether it's a protein, a meal replacement, or a pre-workout, where you add or call out some additional benefits that really tie to those unmet needs that consumers are, are really, really interested in that. And then the last two things I will say is flavor, the nostalgic flavors. We have had tremendous success with a partnership that we've had with Girl Scouts of America, where we have Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavored proteins. We also have a partnership with Hershey where we have Jolly Rancher flavored pre-workouts, just to give you two examples. I think while these last couple of years have been difficult for many consumers, like just introducing these nostalgic flavors and experiences and, and some basic products has been resonating very well. And then lastly, we are seeing some interest in just some clean, sustainable, and natural solutions across four products. So whether that's plant-based protein or proteins that are whey or dairy-based, but are gluten-free, no artificial flavors, no artificial sweeteners also seem to be piquing the consumer's interest. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up mental health because I feel like that's so important. It's such a hot category right now. Even a lot of athletes are talking about it. But then going back to energy, I'm wondering, are consumers still into caffeine or are they trying to find caffeine alternatives to kind of fuel their workout or their day? That is a great question. So we still have very performance-driven consumers that like the high caffeine pre-workout before they head to the gym, right? But broader, the consumers that are interested in health and wellness seem to be gravitating towards either lower caffeine products, sources of natural caffeine, or alternatives to boost energy. So I, I do think that's going to influence what we'll see in a lot of energy-specific products going forward are non-stimulant, plant-based, herbal-based products that can help with that sustainable energy without the caffeine. Okay. And then another category that I guess I'm seeing a lot of products out there that are catering to women, menopause and different things was such a taboo topic, but I'm seeing a lot of products specifically for women. Is that something that you're seeing as well? We are. You mentioned taboo topics. There's something about the last couple of years, whether it's mental health or hormone support or menopause, where I do think consumers are more comfortable talking about and addressing these things. We absolutely have seen consumers interested in menopause or hormone balance type of products, specifically women. 
And I think that will also influence the way these products are marketed, formulated, and offered over the next year. Huge trend there. Definitely think that there's an opportunity for us to open up the conversation with women about needs that probably were harder to talk about and talk to and bring that to life through some some product uh, innovation and, and education as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of strong ingredients out there, as you know, when it comes to supporting hormone health and menopause and hormone balance. And, you know, there's regulatory reasons why maybe we can't talk about them overtly on packaging, but I, I would expect over the next year that this will be a much bigger part of the conversation and part of portfolio we'll see across the industry. Can you give me a little bit more detail on, on what you mean by that with the packaging? Absolutely. So I think, you know, many people understand that the supplement space is, is a regulated space where we have to be very careful about marketing to consumers what might be considered a, a drug claim or, or a claim reserved for pharmaceuticals. So we often have to stay in the lane of structure function statements, like this product may support hormone health or may support some symptoms related to menopause and the substantiation required for that, you know, goes pretty deep. Whereas if you're a pharmaceutical, right, uh, under the regulations, you could flat out with the substantiation talk about menopause, talk about hormone balance, talk about anti-aging. We just have, you know, it's, it's tougher in the supplement space within the current regulations of the FDA and FTC to kind of convey that to consumers. However, I think that there's the on packaging claims, and then there's also just the education on how nutrition can really benefit and help women with their unmet needs that can couple some of the supplement marketing. And I really think it will become a bigger part of the conversation. And do you expect some regulations to change or or be altered in some type of way? You know, I, I do think that regulations will always evolve and there, and there's some gray area there, but I don't expect that the regulations as they're written will change or loosen in any way. Maybe there'll be some more specificity around guidance, but there's just a lot of litigation that happens in our our space that I don't expect a major shift in the regulations in the next year or two. Okay. And then more broadly in terms of messaging, I mean, how can brands continue to tell their story and manage their message in this era with so much social media dilution? Yeah, I think it's really important for brands to always think about the consumer first and meet the consumer where they are in their journey. We find that at GNC, especially with our coaches, it's really powerful to understand, you know, what are the consumer's unmet needs? What are your goals? And then how to recommend and educate what types of supplements or products or solutions best fit into your routine. And I also think that that helps offset the regulatory risk in making powerful claims. So for example, if a consumer is saying, ah, this pandemic and this remote work and my lifestyle is taking a toll on my mental health, I really need to get on a routine to help with my energy and my sleep. You know, you can couple some lifestyle tips where what, what you need to do to help maximize your energy and your sleep. And oh, by the way, there's some products that can be a very strong part of that routine like an ashwagandha that could help support your stress, like some non-caffeinated options that could help boost your energy and have that basic foundation of having a multivitamin or that insurance policy 
that could make sure you're not falling short in any nutrients you need to feel your best, to perform at your best or whatever. So I think a lot of it ties to meeting where the consumer, where they are and making sure that brands put their recommended products and claims in context that would help consumers meet their needs. Great advice right there. And what are the greatest opportunities that you see in the near future for brands? Oh boy. Yes. Um, It ties back to some of the trends that I, I talked to earlier. So the greatest opportunities I see for brands is think about things that are easy to take and fun and nostalgic that tie to the unmet needs of the consumer, like immunity, like general wellness, like sleep and mental health. And think about other things that are important to the consumers, like clean, sustainable, and natural solutions. I think you'll see a lot of things that continue to hit the space, especially as supply chain stabilizes that are more about fun and convenient options like our VitaPack programs you can throw in your purse and take every day to meet your needs. Options like gummies with ingredients like ashwagandha and then some that could really help consumers meet their, their unmet needs. I think we'll see options as well that are really natural, clean, sustainable, and, and really some also benefit a cause. And lastly, I think something to keep in mind that ties to all this is consumers are looking for more customized or personalized solutions. So I think we will also see an influx of digital education, interactive tools, and even product that is designed to help consumers land on a more personalized or customized solution that will meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Lots of great things to keep in mind there. And I think a lot of listeners will probably be relieved to hear you say that you think the supply chain is going to stabilize because uh, it's been really stressful. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Supply chain, this will pass. So what's interesting is we were out of a lot of key products and ingredients, and it allowed us to jump through a lot of hoops with suppliers and manufacturers to get alternate supply, alternate solutions. And as it's starting to stabilize, it's looking like in the back half of the year, we'll be in a really great place and we'll actually have more of what we needed in the first place. And then at the end of the day, consumers will be able to then get their favorite products. And I think we'll get back to innovation because I do think there's been an innovation lull in the supplement space due to some of those supply chain constraints. And before I let you go, what's next at GNC? Is there any news or updates that you want to share? We will continue to offer some fun and exciting delivery formats like VitaPacks, expect to see an evolution of our VitaPack program. You'll also see us debuting products in more places, meeting with the consumers where they are. GNC's already launched certain products at retailers like Walmart, and we really have a mission to make sure that we get consumers' favorite products in their hands in a more convenient way. Expect to see some improved education and digital interaction. And from a product perspective, definitely some exciting things coming in the gummy and flavor innovation space throughout the rest of this year. Lots of great stuff on the horizon. Rachel Jones, Chief Nutrition Officer at GNC. Thank you so much for breaking down the state of the industry for us here on the NutriCast. Thank you very much. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, 
I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.